0: Like, everyone thinks that open people, I feel like, you, they, we have this expectation that you guys basically hook up all the time with everybody. Yeah. Which is like, who is it You know, it doesn't really make sense. Nobody. But, but like, in a monogamous person's head, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, they, this is all they do.
1: Lovers and friends of Open Late Podcast, welcome back. I'm your host, Jessica Spandiari and this week we have part two of miss alexis calhoun who is a dear sister of mine she is part of the goddess community that's been on our retreats um as well as my former assistant so this week we're diving into more of her journey and everything that she's been up to uh, since being here here we go if you really love somebody and you want to like hold them to their greatest let them decide how they want to handle the information yeah, yeah, because then you're also taking away a growth opportunity.
0: Exactly, you're just taking away an experience from like bettering yourself and your partner, you know, yeah. whatever that is. Yeah, by like not being open and communicating, mm-hmm. which is like such a like that's a huge thing in my relationship that I'm like I'm so happy we can be, like. can communicate to you like you did this and it just pissed me off Mm -hmm. and this is why and i want to not let this happen again like let's work on that which like with being with somebody who not like communication isn't necessarily like the first thing that they want to do um being like i can say that if you have a partner that isn't necessarily like that by just being that way yourself they will come into their own Mm -hmm. like i'm not trying to change you like i'm gonna show you what this looks like for me what communication looks like i'm gonna be that and then if you are receptive to that and you can open your mind to be that kind of you know open person and you do it naturally great if you can't then you're not for me
1: yes you know which i i just have to say and share i love your relationship i mean we're we don't see each other all the time anymore Mm -hmm. but i think you're in i mean i see you i know you're happy and i can tell like especially with that part you've really found your person Yeah, like it's very healthy. And when I think about people who are like choosing their relationship or choosing like monogamy consciously, you know, whatever whatever that looks like, because I feel like we're all a spectrum. Some people would say that like talking dirty about other people in the bedroom with your partner is like non-monogamy, and so it's like whatever. It's whatever your. What I was going to say is yeah. yeah, your relationship I look at as that, and to hear that you're using like these kinds of skills and tools and like communication skills, I guess is the word I'm looking for with him makes a lot of sense. How your partner is great too. I feel like he's very emotionally intelligent, but how does he receive it? Has it been like you leading you standing in like, this is me
0: and him kind of like rising to the occasion. Um, in a way, yes, I definitely feel like, um, The emotional intelligence just from, like, my end and being able to model what that looks like or at least what I would want in another partner um, shows up in a way that's authentic and Mm -hmm. that is, like, I care about you and this Mm. is why we're doing this. I'm not just, like, I want to communicate so that I can tell you what I want, but I'm not going to listen to what you want, Mm. you know, which can also happen when people are like this is how I am and just take me like this is you know yeah. which is like great but to like a fall like mm-hmm. use there's still give and take there's still some things like I would want to talk about like at the beginning of a relationship like all the problems like right away and like versus being like he needed some space you know and I don't have to like be there right then and there like we can just like wait and maybe come back to this like right. that was something that he taught me that I had to learn that is like you don't always have to fix it or like I don't always have, like, I, I feel like one of the issues, too, that we had in our relationship was just me trying to be, like, a therapist, like, a life coach, like, everything at the same time, like, well, this is why you did that, and he's like, no, just, like, relax, like, I just mm. didn't like your tone, like, that was all, yes. I just didn't like your tone, it don't doesn't mean that it. I have, like, past trauma with, like, my, you know, third removed distant cousin, it's just, I didn't like your tone, and, like, that was also a learning curve on my end, you know, mm. and... With, with Khaled, we have such uh, big personalities, both of us, mm-hmm. like, very big. And he's, like, very flirty. Like, he'll go somewhere yeah. and, like, get a drink from the bartender. I'm just like, mm-hmm. okay. But, like, I'm not jealous around it in the sense that, like, he's going to leave me for this person mm-hmm. because I'm secure in my relationship first. Yeah.
1: You know? Do you enjoy seeing that side of him?
0: Uh, he's very flirty. Mm-hmm. Just with the, with the nurse, with the dentist. Like, right. it's just, he's Arab. He's, like, uh, you know, like, yeah. he's not American. He's just, like... Um, which is funny because in America, I feel like that's seen as flirty where he is actually just being nice to women. Right. Because he, but he doesn't want anything sexual from them. Yes. You know? Because
1: we over-sexualize everything in this country.
0: And it's like people, like men in America, a lot of the time I'm like, you're only nice to women that you want to sleep with. Mm -hmm. You're not nice to everybody. Yes. You know? And he's like, while I say it's flirty, he's just Treating people like a human and is, having a conversation is exactly what I learned from Pasha. You know, you know?
1: Khaled's Middle Eastern brother. <laughs> <laughs> like they're so similar. Everyone yeah. thinks like, and Pasha's actually I feel like toned down over the years and maybe just like gotten older and he's just he's like, like I got don't a little want to less tired. He's <laughs> <Just less laughs> more tired. <laughs> than me. But he used to be. He was like the flirtiest guy mm-hmm. I really met, and I was like, oh yeah, he and and my sort of internalized like cultural norms that I was projecting constantly, I thought he was really flirty. And when I very first met him, it wasn't even threatening because I was like
0: looking for danger. But, I was, like, but some women are looking for danger. Yes. They're like, my man's talking to that girl. Why is he talking to her? It's like, what? Yeah. Like, I'm not trying to be like... And it excited me.
1: My like nervous system yeah. was like, oh, travel bond, here we go. <laughs> like, I had not worked on a lot of this stuff yet. Um, but it's so true. He is very just warm and jovial and wants to connect with people yeah it's not even flirty it's
0: just like being just treating people all equally and just like wanting to have a conversation that goes you know Mm -hmm. that's having a conversation and meeting new people and he always can talk to any he'll be like sometimes I feel like he'll meet people and and then afterwards he's like I don't like that person at all I'm like I could not tell tell that (laughs) couldn't tell you. could not see that until like maybe later on this is so funny you know because it's just he's just that charismatic.
1: I feel like when Pasha <laughs> doesn't enjoy someone, he's
0: even more like he like yes, on. Yes, because he has to ask more questions and have right. more. Pro- yeah, exactly. He's
1: definitely taught me. Like he's modeled so much that you catch more flies with honey. Oh yeah, um, or bees? Is it bees with honey? You catch
0: more flies, yeah, with honey than vinegar.
1: Yeah, I think it's bees though. Is it Why bees? Why do you want to catch
0: flies? I don't know. Okay, this this
1: leads me to a topic. So you asked me this earlier, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and it's kind of funny because we're talking about, like, our men being flirty or our men just being themselves, Mm -hmm. that if I ever felt like if I would meet a new woman, that I was trying to, like, get her into bed with us. Yes. Like, if I developed female friendships, yeah, if I was trying to, like like let then me, the let me set the scenario like mm-hmm. you're at a bar
0: or something and you're just talking with a girl and then like maybe you're like oh that's my husband over there and he's like making out with somebody and they're like what? yeah uh, and you're like yeah we're like open like I wonder like just me like maybe being in that situation, right? Being like, oh, are you, like, trying to sleep with me? Mm-hmm. You know, um, because women are all about, like, me, 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 you know? right? Like, oh, it has to be about me. Yeah. But that's normal, you know, and that's okay. But I wonder, like, if that has ever inhibited you from having, like a, like, a friendship with somebody that you just saw as platonic.
1: Yeah, it's, this is an interesting topic. This was a big learning curve for me. And also like a healing journey mm. because I was so hyper vigilant about making sure people didn't feel that way that I actually probably blocked us from experiences that maybe women did want to have with right. us. Um, it's so funny. I would say now, no. Now I like don't give a shit. I've like grown into it. I'm mm-hmm. like, this is me. Kind of how you were talking about earlier. I feel like in that realm of my life, I've gotten really comfortable. If someone else is feeling, you know, whatever way they are, like, oh, you're trying to, you know, questioning, then that's on them. And that's like their experience. So I don't try to manage it anymore. But in the beginning, for sure. I think, yeah, I think I just blocked it a lot. Because I was like in that place. Of, you like, wanted to like manage. I don't like, want manage. anybody to feel that yeah. way. I never want any of our the friends to mm-hmm. think we're hitting on them. And so... But, like, we're all young and, like, very attractive. And there we've had, like, on a couple occasions, we we had the rule, like, no hooking up with friends, which kind of, like, goes out the window because, like, 10 years down the road, you have
0: a lot of friends. It's going to to Everyone's your friend, yeah. Yeah.
1: And we had, there was, like, a very good friend of ours um, who we're not, like, very close with anymore. But I was on a trip, and her and Pasha, like, ended up getting drunk together one night and she kind of confessed that she had been like wanting this to happen but like I was so like we're friends there's no flirty energy and, and with her I like that's not something I wanted with her wasn't like yeah. attracted to her in that way but I think like they had a little bit of chemistry that was mm. never really expressed so yeah I think I was constantly putting up like barriers and bumper lanes and mm. making sure that things Stayed like Betty Crocker kosher, right, right. Um, so no, I think because I was crazy because <laughs> like, because you it, did it, tried so
0: much to circumvent that, it like didn't that was happen. never an issue.
1: And I would say now, so it's so funny because there's like, I really have to think about it. Because I'm like, well, what about in the middle? Because like obviously with Lauren, Lauren didn't know we were open. She says we oh, recorded okay. an episode with her where she's like, yeah, I was on your couch drinking wine. And then your husband and I kissed, and I didn't even realize, like, she was starting to put together the pieces. But in that situation, then probably, yeah, she's like, okay, they want to, like, hook up with me. But it was
0: already happening. Right. It was in the moment. It wasn't, like, uh, from the jump.
1: Yeah. And nowadays, because the relationship has been, like, such an evolution, we just, like, don't ever go out. Mm. Like, I mean, we do. But we're always, like, with our own friends. In our own crew. It's been a long time since we've been to a party together, which obviously that environment is like people want to hook up, Mm -hmm. but we used to go out to like bars and like meet women and like flirt, you know, whatever, take people home, but only people that like really wanted to, I guess, where it was clear that like they were also super flirty, and now... I mean, to your other to your other point, like how often are you dating? How often are you going out? It's oh yeah, like, like everyone
0: thinks that open people. I feel like you, they, we have this expectation that you guys basically hook up all the time with everybody. Yeah, which is like, who has the time? You know, it doesn't really make sense. Nobody, but, but like in a monogamous person's head, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, they, this is all they do. Yeah,
1: and I feel like. From the perspective of being in a relationship, right? Or whatever, like, you can use the term, like, primary partnership or nesting partner. Like, we're together and we're open. Mm -hmm. I think for people who are, like, solo poly or just, like, you know, dating and open. But uncoupled, sure, they might have a lot more time to date. But because we have each other and, like, I'm still in a... It's a... It's pretty much still a relationship with Lauren, Mm -hmm. even though it's platonic. But, like, she's still a life partner of mine and so many other aspects of my life like really limit just how much we're gonna go meet other people in fact i just recorded an episode which you prompted because you were like this is happening on tiktok you need to do it like 2020 yes. dating wrapped, but make it poly it's right. gonna come out i mean by the time this episode's out it'll be out and i was like oh i'm like looking at the list of people that i've like hooked up with or dated <laughs> and like 50 percent of the list was out of the country so, like, I literally have to be, like, on time. Like you have to be on vacation, like,
0: in chill mode, yeah. Without
1: Pasha to,
0: I Ex- think, express that, that. side yeah.
1: of myself. Yeah. Not because, like, I can't do it or I don't want to do it here, but, like, when I'm on vacation, it's just easier. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is, this is like, a hot affair, you know? I'm not going to, like, spend a ton of my time at home doing it. And, frankly, like, I, as I've gotten older... I need a lot less, like, connection and consistency with mm-hmm. partners, and I'm really happy, like, having, like, a one-night stand or doing whatever. Whereas, you know, if you asked me three, four years ago, I'd be like, no, I, if I'm going to, like, hook up with a guy, it needs to be, like, somebody that I care about, somebody that, you know... Mm, like, you've changed I'm,
0: your, I yeah. guess, what you're seeking or... what you have time for what I have time to Mm -hmm. because like I mean you're amazing I'm surprised people just are like I'm in love with you like all the time like
1: men that are like
0: (laughs) leave your husband for me and you're just like what you know which leads me to my other point of do you find that your relationship with men that you may consider like you consider platonic or just friends like do you have you ever had that issue where they're like you know always trying to get more because they think they can because Mm. they know that you're open and that your husband would be okay with that
1: Yeah, it's such a good question. I feel really lucky in the way that my really close relationships with my guy friends, that's never really happened. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I have one guy friend that I've hooked up with that you know. Mm -hmm. But um, that never really, that never felt like it would, like he's really emotionally intelligent too. So it was like, okay, we're friends and this is happening. But all of my guy friends, I feel like we're so close and intimate There's never really been anyone who's like wanted to be romantic, but we get like almost everything else out of those relationships, Mm -hmm. like butt sex, because we all go so deep with each other. And then there has been, there's been a couple guys who've been like red flags. And as soon as someone's, you can tell in the conversations and the language, like very early on, where if I feel like someone's like fishing for like, something that might be wrong with my relationship and that's why i'm open or that's why i'm spending time with them or going mm-hmm. on a date with them the moment that i sense that i'm like oh red flag and i've had that happen where guys are like well something must be you know off or you wouldn't be here and it's like well you don't really understand non-monogamy then yeah. or polyamory really and i would like cut it off right then and there i don't really I'm want to so enter easier to
0: read than women like Very they true. give you like they give you everything mm-hmm. like you look at them and you're like I know exactly what you want I know exactly what you're going for versus I feel like I mean you are bisexual obviously so you date women too like yeah is there do you notice such a difference between like when you are maybe with because I'm sure you've experienced like a woman wanting to hook up with you but you being like oh, just oh that. yeah like I'm sure that versus like, that, that man mm-hmm. yeah versus that man is probably like much different experience, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know. <laughs> it's very black and white. With yeah, men.
1: women are tougher to read. I think we are so much more coded because we're conditioned to be to not like reveal our true selves yes. all the time, it's which is
0: mysterious like, and, yeah. and yeah, mm, you know, yeah.
1: Not it's exhausting.
0: You what I want. It really is. Like, be a lady. Yes. Always when I was growing up, be a lady. I'm like, mm. I just want to burp. <laughs> It's a bodily function,
1: uh, but not too much of a good girl. And do this, and it yeah. reminds
0: me of that. Um,
1: what's her name from Sex and the City? She has that really interesting. Charlotte? No, um, Miranda. Uh huh. The lawyer. The lawyer. Yeah. There. She. She produced this like video. And it's like, be a lady, but not touch such a good girl. Eat that. Don't do that. She's too fat. She's too skinny. You've never seen this? Oh, no.
0: She's like not insects in the city. Just her. No. It like um, went viral. No. I'll have to look into that.
1: Oh, I'm going to link it in the show notes. It's incredible. Everyone should watch it. But it is that. It's like all the things society tells you to be. And they're all such a big contradiction. Yes. And it's like, I think that's one of the reasons that women are a bit more coded. We're like afraid to really reveal ourselves Or have been for Mm -hmm. a long time and get vulnerable because, you know, we are more vulnerable in a lot of ways than men are in society. Like we don't have as much power. We don't have the same, you know, equal rights Mm -hmm. that they do. And so a lot more can be taken from you as a woman. And it's like, if you don't show your true nature, then if people want to attack, they're not really attacking you. They're attacking like this version of you that you've
0: showed. Or my issue where I'm too strong, or I'm too this, or I'm too that, and mm-hmm. I'm, like, a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> or I'm just, like, oh, she's a lot. Uh, yeah. Because I just speak my truth, and I am, like, the same way here that as I am with my parents, as I am mm-hmm. with my boyfriend, as I am at the gym, as I am with, like, at yoga, like, just the same. Like, yes. I have I have shined my life or dim my life for, like, too long that mm-hmm. now I'm just whatever. But a lot of the time, like, a strong, like, you know, Scorpio-leaning kind of woman, Um, can be seen as like, oh, she's just a bitch when it's like, no, I'm just trying to get exactly what a man gets. Right. Um, for me. I'm being direct. I'm being direct, which is not okay if you have a vagina apparently.
1: Wait, have you, do you like Meghan Markle? I have mixed feelings. Okay. So I never knew much about her. I'm not like really big on the royal family and pop culture in general, which I think, you know, from working with me, you would yeah. teach me a lot. Of I years. love certain pop culture, but, like,
0: I just could never, for me, Megan, and actually Callum and I were having a conversation about this, where, like, um, and I don't know if this will be taken a whole different, a bunch of different ways, but it could be controversial as far as, like, our thoughts, is, like, I feel like because, you know, she is half black and half white, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like um, if she was to be accepted into that family, she wouldn't have made a big as big of a deal about the whole racial inequality issues but because she did face racism which of course a lot of mixed women you know do and mm-hmm. just women of color all mm-hmm. women of color in general do face Um I feel like it I, and this is just us guessing like we have no idea right this is pop culture like I feel like if she was accepted she wouldn't have made a big deal or a big stink about it like she would mm-hmm. have been fine with going along with everything but because there was that discrimination she was like no no I'm gonna like make this known and kind of a thing yeah but well, if I that's don't know the her, case, so I, I actually
1: <laughs> feel like all the more reason to then,
0: all the more you reason know? to like her, or no,
1: all the more reason to to go the route that she went. Yeah, you know, which, yeah, but I, I see your point. I mean, I don't know. I've never really thought about that. The reason I I bring her up is, she um, has a podcast, and it's in, I think it just came out in like October, November, and I just devoured it while I was traveling, and it's so good. It's all about. Basically the labels that women get put on them, the boxes mm-hmm. that women get put into, and the stereotype. It's called archetypes. And kind of talking about like being the bitch, being direct. So mm-hmm. she um, she recorded different episodes with these different archetypes and then interviewed women like Serena Williams about being ambitious, right? Seen as a bad thing when women are ambitious, mm-hmm. or being, you know, a bimbo. Mm-hmm. She interviewed Paris Hilton about like being the dumb blonde role. Well, she did that. Intentionally, right? Yeah, which I had no idea. And in yeah. the interview, she shares that. But I, I feel like to what we're speaking to, you know, there's all of these qualities that men can walk around the world and live their lives. But the moment that we display like the same qualities as them, we mm. get labeled as something else. Yes, it's a really cool
0: podcast. Interesting. Maybe yeah. it'll change my view watching that. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Do you know some people like we don't know these people? They're like they're still real people, but they're like right. celebrities or whatever. I'm like just something that like rubs me the wrong way i don't know what it is but maybe i'll listen to her podcast and find something that i like because i do love when women speak about that and it is such a big deal i mean me being a small business owner uh, Mm um even in a space where like cake artistry necessarily was not um it's seen now for women, but, like, for the most part, like, a lot, like, you see, like, Cake Boss and, and Buddy Velastro, and, like, the, a lot of them are men, like, mm-hmm. in that kind of a industry, where it's like, oh, you can be a little homemaker and have your little bake shop, but, like, this is for the big boys. Like, we do the big wedding cakes. We do the right. big, like, you know, card shaped cakes and stuff like that. That is still kind of a more male-driven um, business.
1: What do you think it's going to take to break that mold?
0: I think it's already... pun intended. Oh my gosh. I think it's already being broken. I think I can make stuff out of my house and be able to legally sell it and have like be insured. Um, That number has like tripled or like quadrupled or something since like 2020, obviously, because everybody is now like working from home and Mm -hmm. wants wants their own side hustle. Um, And a lot of the people in that space are women. Yeah. And I found a lot of community on TikTok and on Instagram with like, I have like friends in Dubai and like friends in London and friends all over the US that are like my baker friends. Mm-hmm. And it's just a huge community. I've actually made a Facebook group for them specifically. We have like almost 400 people That's in amazing. this group, which originally started because I wanted to talk about like mental health and the way that it affects like people who have small businesses because it is such a big part of... Um, I think, why people face a lot of burnout is because they're not taking care of themselves and they're just, like, working, working, working. And I can say that from experience, mm-hmm. which is why, like, I've decided to go down to part-time because it's just, like, it's too much. Yes. Um, Like, your side hustle doesn't have to be your main job. And, like, right. you don't have to monetize your passion. Like, these mm-hmm. are kind of things that I'm slowly, like, realizing that maybe aren't for me. Um, But being in that a lot of women now are small business owners and are starting to, like, rise up to like the potential like not like not me to like shame only fans or anything but like I, I love when a girl has only fans but like i also love when like they can turn that into something else like they're like okay now i'm gonna start like podcasting about it or now i'm gonna sell a book or like now you know like i love being able to capitalize on your sex and stuff but i also love when women are able to kind of like take kind of that expertise and and even multiply it and, like, be a role model or be, like, an Mm. asset to, like, the women in your community, you know? Because there's nothing wrong with just, like, taking your clothes off and being on OnlyFans and, you know, having video of that. Great. But also, like, as a woman, like, we know how we're seen. Like, you can't not talk about, like, the way that people view a lot of these, like, million or amazing successful girls on OnlyFans. Mm -hmm. But, like, there's one girl that I follow on TikTok that has an OnlyFans and I think... I didn't even know she had an OnlyFans. Like, I just followed her on TikTok because yeah. she had, like, 8 million followers or something. She's this girl in Australia. She's just, like, vlogging, and I'm just, like, watching her E, and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh! <laughs> she has an OnlyFans. I had no idea. Like, I love that because she is, like, so... Um, she has like her own business, but she also like does a lot of like, like reach out, like reach back to the community and it's like very multidimensional, multidimensional. Exactly. Like I, there's nothing wrong with being a sex worker and there's nothing wrong with like making money off of sex, but I love when women are able to also like be more, right. You know, not to diminish that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, well, what you're saying too, and what I, what I'm hearing is like you love to see like the growth and the arc with people yes. because you're doing that too. It's like okay, where are you reinventing yourself? And I think for many of us, we're really embracing this whole, you know, new kind of era. Like we're in this new place where it's great to change careers. We're like our parents didn't do that. They just like they did this one thing and like that was their life. You and have so to be at a job for three freedom, years. <laughs> Yeah, and so I love that. I also, what it does make me think about, because I'm someone who's realizing, like, I don't have to share my whole life with people. Mm -hmm. And I've done that a lot, where it's like, oh, I'm learning this new thing. I've got to, like, turn it into a way to, like, inspire other people. So it's like, maybe if somebody does just have the OnlyFans, they do have all this stuff, like, going on Mm -hmm. in their life, but maybe they're not sharing it publicly. Yeah. So there's, like, that aspect of it, too. Mm -hmm. But I do appreciate what you're saying, and I think... It is great when women can then take something and kind of catapult it into a new. Brand. Yes,
0: and there's nothing wrong with obviously just doing it and like that's what you are. Mm-hmm. But like we're here to talk about like certain things, and yeah. like I lo- and I love when someone is able to like, like Bianca Taylor for example doesn't yeah. do OnlyFans anymore, mm-hmm. and she's, and Ginger like, oh Ginger, Ginger doesn't does either. like
1: so much activism. Oh well, no, I, she still has her OnlyFans, okay. but she like, also does a lot of
0: activism. I know I follow she's, her.
1: Yeah, I mean she's like takes it into, like, how can I educate, and she's, like, into philosophy, and so, like, Mm -hmm. sharing all these multidimensional... Yeah,
0: she's very interested, has a very good Instagram. Mm -hmm. Like, she says things, I'm like, oh, my God, like, I didn't even think... Like, you know, just kind of like that... I love that women can be sex figures. I love that, like, for, like, embrace it, but I also, like, what else? Like, I want to know about you. Right. I think because we are getting into that educational kind of era Mm -hmm. and content or whatever, I'm like, okay, what else is there? And I think that that sells lately just as much as sex Mm -hmm. so that's my two cents on that (laughs) I
1: love it and it really I mean it kind of takes us back to the beginning of like women embracing and owning their sexuality and at the same time being whatever other version of themselves they want to and Mm -hmm. like being okay with showing all of that to the world Mm -hmm. yeah and if you don't want to show it then that's okay too yeah, you know? If you're still learning how to show. I just, yeah. Then you know. <laughs> everyone always asks me if I'm gonna start an OnlyFans, like, because I have this show. So it's like, yeah. I would like, never correlate the like, two. People do. I, it's, not the, it's not the same. People do. But I mean, just... because people over sexualize non monogamy. 101, mm-hmm. but here we are. <laughs> well, this has been delightful. I know. I feel
0: like we've been here for hours, but I don't even know how long
1: I spent. Well, you had because you came, and then we didn't start for like an hour. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, that's, that's fine. Fun. I love it. I could
0: talk all day. I'm yeah. like, always, that's what I do best. I feel like yeah. it's talking. People's ear off. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. um, let's end with, so with this new series, Asking mm-hmm. for a Friend, is there any last question that you would want to ask
0: for a friend? I love the title because it yeah. implies like I'm asking for a friend but I'm asking yeah, for me. I know? think so. Um, I don't know because I know you like so well Yeah, and like I feel like if there is anything I will just like I've called you and asked you questions mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, and Oh, I guess now that you are like stepping into like motherhood mm-hmm. and it is I'm always curious like How do people maintain, um, like non-monogamous relationships Mm -hmm. when they have kids? Cause that is like, you know, obviously another added layer. Like, do you plan on, um, I'm assuming you're you're still going to be non-monogamous, but like, I'm interested to know how do you think your kids kind of growing up seeing Mm that, um, like, how are you going to bring it up? Or, like, how do you think yeah. that that... I mean, I'm sure that's a huge question because it's like, how do I even do that? Yeah. You know, but I'm just curious to see, like, what what that looks like. Mm-hmm. What that looks like for, like, a, a kid to be like, yeah, my, you know what, my... I don't know. Like my the, mommy has a girlfriend. My mommy has a girlfriend. And, like, people at school be like, oh, like, yeah. what? And also kind of ties you back into this whole, like, I don't know if you saw Sam Smith's new video. Um, but he is just being, like, freaking taken down by media and by a lot of gay people themselves like because so he what could he do because he nothing he had on like a certain like top and like very very girly outfit with his like nipples out and stuff in his video and people are like this isn't not a good role model this is not for kids blah 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 this and that and it's like well it's not for your kids yeah and someone commented and I think I shared it on my close friends I don't know if you read it but like where it said um, if you have a... If your only argument with something is because it's not good for kids and, like, that's your argument about something, it, like, probably means that you're not a very good parent and you don't know how to have these open dialogues with your kids. Right. Um. So, like, take yes. a look at yourself first.
1: Yeah. I love that you just automatically get that and point that to, like, the lack of sex ed that we have, period. Yeah. Or, like, cu- you know, culture education. Or just, like,
0: not everything is for kids either. Like, right. why does it have to... Yep. I'm not making shit for your kids, you right.
1: know. <laughs> I'm like being myself. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not for kids <laughs> right now.
0: Exactly.
1: Well, so I had no idea, mainly because I don't do a whole lot of pop culture. Mm-hmm. Um, TikTok. <laughs> like, yeah. So me on TikTok, TikTok, like, what's the tea today? <laughs> we are gonna, st- we are gonna relaunch a TikTok eventually for openly. But to your question, and to your point, because I do get this a lot, um, and a lot of. A lot of what I've started saying is actually don't know, and I'll figure it out when we get there because I can have like all the best laid plans, right? About how I want to parent and how I want to introduce, or not even introduce, but how I want to go about it. Because I'm not going to ever hide it from my kids, Uh there won't, I think, ever need to be like that introduction talk. They're just going to grow up in a world where. They'll know Lauren, they'll see her. Oh, yeah, and like, just know. You know, even yeah. though I said earlier that we're platonic, like we still like kiss on the mouth mm. and it's still like very clear that there's intimacy there. Uh. And who knows, if we have other partners that become big parts of our lives, then I think they'll meet them as well. The same way, like if you're not married and you're a single parent or a parent who's dating, like at an appropriate amount of time, you would like introduce your kids to that person. And I think that, of course, in the first couple of years, we probably won't have time for anything. Yeah. However, we are both of the mindset right now, and we talk about this a lot, where we want to bring our kids into our lives. Because I think what's detrimental is when you change your whole life and orient yourself to be around your kids. And then what happens is, like, children sense that. And they're like, oh, you're depending on me to regulate your emotions Mm -hmm. and like, I'm the most, I'm like the most important thing in your life, which isn't the healthiest thing for kids, actually. No, I think treating they your little need to kids see, like grownups, like little yeah. adults. They need to see like healthy, loving relationships. And I think if they see multiple healthy, loving relationships and they grow up with that as the norm, it's not confusing. And then they'll just see that like, okay, a lot of the world does this thing But my parents do something else and it's very healthy. I
0: don't even know if they'll have that awareness because if you're just... Now that that I'm thinking about it, like if you're just growing up in that setting, it's not weird to you. It's only weird because like you're friend's mom told her it's weird and then she's telling you that it's weird yeah like it's not it's just like growing up with like with gay parents like I doubt they tell their kids that they're gay you know they're just existing like they're just living like these are my moms you know yeah so uh it's because I don't think the the culture in in this in society is what is telling them something else exactly you're just modeling being yourself and then that for them is going to look normal to them
1: I hope so. And I mean, I think that multiple emotionally intelligent adults around your kids is a positive thing, right? Then they have more people. I think one of the big problems with, you know, and this is not an attack at all on like monogamous people, monogamous culture, you know, nuclear family parenting but if you look at the nuclear family especially in like our disappearing middle class and Mm -hmm. like lower income minority Mm -hmm. communities and families like you're just seeing people that are way under resourced stressed barely surviving like so imagine if the world looked different and we're open to like multiple adults in the house even like Mm multi-generational like parenting and like what we used to live with where like your grandparents would live with you. Like I grew up that way. Like yeah. my great grandmother lived with us and my grandfather lived with us for a long time. And I think th- this is just a different version of that. You know, like my best friend Nicole lives with us and you know, we're, it's a completely platonic relationship. Like we're not romantically involved with her, but she's going to sure help us. Raise think it's our, like
0: weird, you know, yeah. like this kind of like, why does your best friend live with you guys if you're married? So why not? Never, we've never, we've <laughs> actually never not had a roommate.
1: And everyone's like, you guys are doing it right. We, so we always funny. have like, you know, somebody here in the home. Like there's always like a house sitter, dog sitter. Yeah. But also like, it's not just about that. Yeah, it's yeah. like they add so much to our lives. Yes. And it creates like a balance. And she's like fully on board to help us. Because we've had this conversation very openly. Like, are you sure you want to live here? We are about to like potentially have twins. Right. Right. Because I would Twins. never... Yeah, we're going to... The plan is to put in two embryos. Oh, my gosh. I know. Two? Yeah. What? <laughs> I hope they both take. Oh, my God. Um, But it's like, yeah, are you, are you ready for... Like, are you on board? Yeah. And I think she... Well, I think this is what she shares. Like, she really wants to. And it's like... So, that's almost like a third parent and in, in a lot of ways yeah she'll be interacting with them so much so everyone would be totally fine with that but like if it's a romantic involvement then it's weird and they want
0: to attack interesting because i grew up without like a dad present until i was like uh like 10 mm-hmm. um and but my mom lived with her best friend um mm-hmm. and she was kind of like we always called her like my uncle or, like another dad because yeah. she was uh the opposite of my mom she wasn't like as girly she was more mm-hmm. like she would take me to the beach and we would teach me how to surf and do all these fun things. Um, But yeah, obviously if that was like her partner, then it would be seen as weird. But since it was just her friend, it was like totally normal for Mm -hmm. me to grow up with that. But I would love to see um, also an episode of like how um, race plays into the monogamy Mm. as well. And just kind of like, I think that a lot of people, and I just thought about this and that's why I'm just throwing it out there. A lot of people are like, oh, that's white people shit. Like this is white people shit
1: interesting Uh, which
0: for me for a long time I thought that you know yeah Uh, and you're white obviously so it's probably not something that you that you think about or maybe you do but like
1: I I think I do and starting this show has forced me to look at it mm -hmm. in a cultural view and like with different races and how non-monogamy and polyamory really interact and what I have found is that this actually frankly most african americans that have been practicing polyamory have been doing it for a while and we're like kind of leading the crusade to normalize it and really? to like gain visibility and like respect yeah i had on this incredible woman kendra stevens um on the show i don't know four or five months ago and the episode was just wild so educational because i asked her like as of, you know, an African-American woman, what is your perspective on all of this? And to see, like, so many white content creators now getting, like, airtime and space talking about these things that she's been talking about for 20 years. I had no idea. And I think in a lot of African culture, it is the norm more so than, like, white colonialism. So she is African-American.
0: Yeah. She's not, like, black because a lot of, like, black people in America, they prefer to go by black. So she's actually, like, from, like, African culture. It,
1: Great question. I uh, actually don't know. Because, like, now,
0: the, ever since, like, Black Lives Matter, and probably mm-hmm. before then, but that's when it was really prevalent, like, most most black people are like, I want to go by black. Like, you call me mm. black, you don't call me African-American. So I'm interested if, like, so she must be, like, if that's in African culture, like, kind of, like, the norm. Mm.
1: Interesting. I think more normal or more accepted in a lot. I mean, Africa's such a big continent, right. too. So we're talking about a ton of countries. But where I... And, I mean, this is like just something that I, I think about and who knows if it's right or wrong, but mm-hmm. from my perspective and this stuff that I've read over the years, it's like ownership of land has led to ownership of animals has led to ownership of women and children, right? Because previous to being able to cultivate crops and like stay in one place, we were nomadic. Like we had to like move around to find food and hunt animals Mm -hmm. and whatever it is so we're going back okay (laughs) (laughs) so like once people could like put a stake in the ground and say like this is my land and I'm gonna like have a farm actually in it's not here I was gonna say in untrue which is Wednesday Martin's book she goes through the history of this of like how the dawn of the plow was like the end of women's rights because when we were Nomadic as a society like women were leaders right in their mm. tribes in their villages. They mm-hmm. were very respected They had a role to play, but as soon as we went to like farming and land ownership land had to pass right from The older generations to the younger ones to like ensure that this wealth that now they've created stays in the family or the farm stays in the family so like now we're owning land and you mm-hmm. have to have kids to work your farm and like women Then because I think of not being like hunter-gatherers, we're now more homemakers, like Mm -hmm. lost value. And then there were like arranged marriages because of that. And like, I'm not, you know, I don't have a PhD. So it goes so far, but it really does. So now we're talking about how people didn't marry for love. This was like not a thing. We people just got married to keep property in the family hmm. and so we're working off that system which is very white very colonialism mm-hmm. so in some ways even though you're like this polyamory is like white people and maybe it is like la venice like woke <laughs> you know white girl leading ceremony <laughs> over here i'm such i'm a, just like, telling you general consensus I mean, from like
0: my because yeah. i mostly have only brown and black friends yeah um you're probably like one of like two or three of my mm-hmm. white friends. i just not yeah. intentionally I know I'm that. Mexican. I've noticed. <laughs> yeah, I'm Mexican, so just like most of my, you know, yeah. I don't know, they grab like we gravitate towards each other, of course. Mm-hmm. But like a lot of it I've I've heard just in the back talk, like, yeah, that's like white people shit. Yeah. You know? And it's interesting because so.
1: now the perception is that it's that. But mm-hmm. I think the, the but it's the, not the white people shit was forcing people into these like two person
0: Interesting, partnerships yeah, That makes more sense. With a license mm-hmm. that
1: the government now regulates this thing with a spiritual ceremony, yes. and it's like what is the the purpose of that to and it really took away from like the village and non-monogamy and sexual nomina and sexual yeah. liberation where like you know I mean who knows because this is like hundreds of years ago thousands of years ago but women probably were equal and respected and could be as sexual as they want without anybody batting an eye mm. you know and now we have that like because it's you know we have to ensure the fidelity of our children if you're thinking about all of that so it's like very, for the children all very of a sudden. colonial I think like colonization mm-hmm. is more like monogamy and you know everything else was other and oh. so we're trying to like I don't know it's just a different way to hot think take. About it. I love that yeah I mean I guess hot take sorry you know the more you know the thanks for attending my history lesson oh, that was no. like so all over the place <laughs> um i we'll had make coffee it. in like a week oh gosh now you're I'm wired, wired. Mm-hmm. that was good that was a good latte
0: or flat white i guess
1: yeah our new coffee machine yeah um well this has been lovely
0: super informative <laughs> i know
1: i'm so glad you're here i really i wanted to do this and i was sharing with you earlier in my bathroom like i i feel like i share and maybe in some ways like i'm still learning how to not present this this side of myself that's educational, informative, a role model for non-monogamy, polyamory, so people can see a healthy way to do it. But I I also want people to see this like more natural side of me, so that's really what asking for a friend is, and who better to help me bring it out than you?
0: Than the friend in question. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so, so much. Thank you for having me on that. Like, I learned so much.
1: Yeah, how can people find you and Buy your cakes.
0: Um, uh, You can find me on my Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Cakes by Alexis. Alexis is A-L-E-X-Y-S. Yes. Everybody puts I. But, yeah, you can find me there. Amazing. Um, As soon as you put it in Google, it'll it'll pop right up. the first
1: one to pop up. Don't (laughs) you dare call her Alexa. (laughs) Please! (laughs) We will see you next week. As always, do not hesitate to like to share to send this episode to a friend of yours make sure you are subscribed it is the easiest way that the episode will just be downloaded for you turn on your downloads so that when you open your app whatever it is apple spotify youtube it's already there for you and um, leave a question in your review or your comment and i will answer it on the show ta-ta for now All right, lovers, that is a wrap on Alexis. But before you go, I want to remind you, I am open to hosting workshops, events, and speaking about non-monogamy or just having an event where we can meet and mingle and share our experiences in this world of non-traditional relationships. We all need community more than ever. And that is my goal here. So if you want to host an event, reach out to me either in my DMs or lover at OpenLatePodcast.com. That's all for now. I will see you next week.